No, but I, I loved I loved this topic. You are not your parents. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah. It's like where does your mind go when you hear that? You are not your parents. And it's almost like let, let a statement like heal you wherever it hurts. Mm-hmm. Because that's what it is, right? Because you're not your parents. I mean, it could apply to so many things. Yeah. But it's like you are not your parents. And let it settle. Let yeah. it adjust whatever it needs to adjust. So, to start us off, any um, specifications for this episode is we are not doing a part two. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> there will be no part two. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. So, we're going to hit this and we're going to hit it hard and hit it quick. Um, the, the thing that I, I've been wanting to look at and, and I've done a couple, I've, I even did a 30 second parenting um, video on this topic, which is you are not your parents. Mm. You know, if there's anything that we have to define that is defying history, right? Defying the impact of the weight of things that, that we grew up in, things mm-hmm. that we walked in, uh, and we can possibly continue to carry into the stages of our lives where we are really meant to be mature, but we're stagnant. Yeah. You know, because of it. So so the, the topic uh, that, that we're discussing here is the issue that we are not our parents. You are not your parents. Um, so I, I want to go after that. Yeah. I think the aspect of history that one needs to defy is the aspect, um, it's the weight that slows you down. It's the weight that holds you back. Because there are some positive aspects, right, about our history. There are some legacies that we certainly want to hold on to, to actually power us going into the future. But here we are addressing the aspects that slow us down or that have caused us to become immobile, where you can't move because you're stuck, because something happened to you, where you can't move because your parents did something and you're not able to function in the present and not prepare for the future because you're stuck in history. So that's the thing that, you know, we we, we want to talk about. It, and that's the thing that needs to be addressed. That's good. That's good. It's the things that attach themselves to, to our identity, to our sense of who we are. Um, and because that's the sense of who we are, our sight of what's possible is so limited. Mm-hmm. Our sight of what we can have faith for, of what we can build for ourselves and build for our kids, um, it's generally limited because um, our identity is anchored um to experiences to words to um you know to events that that yeah you're right i mean it's it's the issue of getting stuck yeah and you know what i think what's also actually really important is to always put everything on the table right Mm -hmm. the negative and the positive because i'm actually just thinking right now that sometimes there are some positive aspects you know from our history but that for whatever reason are no longer relevant for the present so the whole thing of like putting everything on the table is you know you take everything that's in your back and put on the table and you're like well what's relevant because sometimes even the things that seem positive can be the very thing that stop you from being able to move you know into the future so we are not our parents and our kids are not us right so we are preparing we like standing at a place where our parents never stood 
and we are preparing for a future that we don't see because like our kids are going to be entering into a future that is unknown to us. Right. Right. Correct. Correct. And so what they're going to need, um, it has to be beyond just just who we are. It's almost as if we have to mobilize them to grow and mature. You know, mm-hmm. after it's like handing the baton over. Yeah. It's like I have grown to a level of competence, a level of maturity. I have accomplished things in my life, um, in my own development, and I have to build a platform in you that you can take what I've what I've what I've done and go further and do more and be even more stable and be even more resilient, you know, uh, for, for what you got to face. And become whatever it is that God has created you for. Correct. I mean, that's it. Right. Bottom line. Because yeah. I think sometimes even that be more than me can also sort of be misleading because in some ways, yeah, fine, you are a reference point to the extent that God gave you those kids, entrusted them to you so that you can guide them into the future. But I think on the other hand, the thing that I always come back to is that this child or these kids are individuals, right? They are their own people with their own destiny, right? They are marked by God for some things very specific. And those things are not always, you know, because, you know, sometimes parents will do that. It's like, you know, I was able to do this. So I want you to do this and even more. But in some ways, but it's like, well, but, you know, you can't always use yourself as a reference, because sometimes the kids are just called into a space that's completely outside of yourself. And then the thing that is important is that we are there to give them structures, principles of life, right? To give them the truth, to give them the values that will really be the things that are going to keep them afloat when life happens. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So rather than sometimes I think getting too much into the details that, well, you know, I went to high school, I want you to go to college. And I'm not saying that those things are not important, but it's almost like, yeah, great. But the thing that I want to deliver inside of you as my child, more than that, is persevere, work hard. Right. And how that expresses itself in that child's life can, you know, who knows? Yeah. But those are the things that are the most important, delivering values inside of our kids. Right. Right, rather than sometimes trying to impress very specific things that in some cases, unfortunately, can even impede our kids sure. rather than necessarily launching them inside of the path that God has called them for. Correct. Right. Correct. Look, you know, I think um, just, to, just to back up here, and I, I think there's a lot of value in, in realizing and understanding that you don't, you don't have a conversation about this. You don't say things like, you are not your parents without compassion. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it is important to just stand back and to realize that that we are doing the best we can for our kids. Mm-hmm. And our parents are as, you know, uh, as much as they try, they did the best they can for us. Yeah. You know, I think it's I think it is important that that we don't just, you know, uh, enter into a conversation like this with like just straight up arrows and bullets and yeah. let's get them, let's yeah, attack them. They messed up. Not, no, we really do it. have yeah. to start with compassion because mm-hmm. even, even if let's say, even if, you know, your, your parents were, were damaging people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they were not, they were not good, you know, parents. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things to understand is that hurt people hurt, hurt people. Yeah. Right, they're not damaging just because of that, but they're also damaged. Yeah, their perspective, their sense of what was possible was cut off. Yeah, you know, by reasons that they 
had um, no control over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I think it's I think it's important that that we enter into this with an appreciation for just the fact that these people existed so that I can exist. Yeah, you know, I I can go from here. Like I can figure it out. Mm-hmm. I, I'll put the pieces together. But I am grateful that these people existed so that I can exist. Mm-hmm. And and I still wish the best for them. Yeah. You know, I still want them to succeed in whatever success means for their particular life. I want them to live inside of the 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 conviction and calling that they have, you know, yeah. for them. Mm-hmm. That's that's the desire at the bottom of my heart. Um and it's only from that place that I can start to put my own life together. Yeah. You know, it's only from that place that I can even I can even try to offer to support them and yeah. them picking up the pieces. Yeah. I can't I can't start with pointing fingers. You you I have to start with an open heart full of gratitude for even the tiny little pieces, you know, mm-hmm. for some of us, um, or for some of us to huge contributions that they made, the stable marriages, the working late nights, extra jobs. I mean, our parents, so for some of us, are, are complete heroes. And and this is definitely um, a moment to appreciate that mm-hmm. and to have compassion for the effort and love that, that they contributed to that. Yeah. Imperfect, you know, though they may be. And some, you know, they could have been just like an absolute mess. Um, but yeah, I think the important thing is that to launch ourselves in, into the process of healing, it's very important to deal with any feelings of resentment and to allow forgiveness to happen. And again, not necessarily for the parent who may have really deeply hurt me, but for myself and for myself, for my kids. Mm-hmm. Because for me, forgiveness and just letting go of resentment is almost like a pair of scissors that cuts off, you know, the links that may try to hold you back, you know, to especially, you know, to the, uh, hold you back to, to a place where it probably even can impact how you now parent, right? Because you're still stuck, you know, with a sense of resentment for that person, your father or mother who's failed me. Um, so the statement that you are not your parents for me, is a thing that says I am released or I can be released from my past. I can be released from the hurt and the many ways that I feel like my parents have failed me, right? And I can actually begin on a journey to heal from those things, discover who I am as an individual and how I can parent my kids in a way that will make them better, you know, stable individuals. For me, that's how I hear that statement. That is really a statement that's dealing with issues of identity, that you are not your parents. So, and I think, and, and, and the thing that's important for me is that I have to hear that both ways. You are not your parents, you know, one, to deal with the negative thing. And obviously I think that's probably like where this kind of statement mostly goes to, because those are like, just tends to be like the things that really grip us and can really cause us to, you know, flounder in our presence. Mm -hmm. So there's that aspect, but you are not your parents also in the positive, right? Because yes, you know, my parent may have raised me a certain way. um, And I may feel like, well, man, that was, that produced such a positive impact for me. But just because my parent did that and it worked for me, does not mean that I need to do that for my son because it may not work for them. Because guess what? 
they're a different person. And I remember for me, that was like one of the things that I had to come to that, you know, the way I was parented, um, you know, grew up with my grandmother, single parent, but I feel like there was a sense of like force and determination that, you know, we are going to beat you into, into shape, <laughs> <laughs> you know, obviously in a figurative way, but all of, you know, God's spankings too, in a, you know, a literal way, but it was, it's, and that's the one thing that I do appreciate, you know, about my parents, uh, and my parents, I'm saying, you know, parents, including my grandmother and all of that is a sense of determination that I'm committed to you. And with my limited knowledge and limited resources, I am going to make sure I do the best that I can to beat you into shape so that you will become irresponsible adult. So one of the things that I came into when I became a mom was that same sense of, I'm going to beat you into shape. So one, there's a positive aspect of I, I have firm determination that you and I will wrestle until I figure you out and I can help you become the man that you need to be. But I think the negative aspect of that for me was a sense of just self-reliance where I just felt like I will make it happen. And literally, that's something that I grabbed from how I was parented. Like, that's just how I sort of conceptualized in my mind. Where I was like, by my own strength, you know, I'm going to, you know, Mason, I'm going to, <laughs> you know, sort you out. And we're going to, you know, deal with your misbehavior, blah, blah, blah. But I remember where, you know, I kind of like came to a moment where God was like, you can't change a person's heart. You hmm. can't. Right. Right. You, you yeah. can't change a person's heart. So it was like a moment of clarity where I realized that this is a partnership between God and I. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's the one thing that I had to deal with where I realized that I was being like my parents. Right. As I say, there's one aspect that was positive, but there was another aspect that was not positive because I was too reliant on myself. But I had to come to a moment where I realized that, you know what? People are not built by sheer human will. There's a thing called the grace of God where you can say stuff and then somehow it lands in the other person's heart and it allows them to begin to transform and to see things. And this is something that we can appreciate as adults, right? Where your parents would have said something, it never quite clicked. But as you grow, you're like, oh, wait, I understand. And it's that understanding that allows transformation. Right. It's that understanding that allows things to move from, oh, mom is just saying this, dad is just saying this, to you connecting it and saying, oh, wait, I see the value in this. And, hey, this is a part that I can also choose for myself. You know, and begin to walk in it. But that connection is not something that another human being can force into somebody. You know, sometimes we think we've achieved it because there's compliance. But you find that the compliance comes because why the child realizes that, ah, well, if I don't comply, I'm going to, you know, lose privileges. So, oh, well, let me just put face and comply. But I think because we're trying to raise adults here, we need more than that. We don't want compliance. We literally want their minds to begin to turn and to say, oh, wait, I see the value in what my parents are trying to do. Sure. Because that there is true building. Yeah. But that's the aspect where I realize that, no, your human strength is not the thing that's going to produce that. You need to partner with God. You know, so that was like my moment of saying, you are not your parents. Mm-hmm. They did this for you. It was positive in some ways, but you need to, you may take some aspect of it, but realize you are not them because you're existing in a different time. You have a different child and you need a different kind of understanding to mm-hmm. produce, you know, or to help your child to grow a certain way. There, 
there's a couple things that you know I'm hearing and what you're saying, and it, and it it kind of it rounds it brings this whole thing full circle. I think um, well, one is we have to scan, you know, um, our our lives and history deliberately, and the other thing is well, where does our definition come from? Which is another thing that you that you dealt with directly. Um, so let me go back to the let, let's we have to scan, and I and I really appreciate how you started that conversation with the fact that. We can't hold on to resentment or comfort. And that's the issue. When you hold on to resentment and you're so angry about what your parents have done and you're so offended by, by, their, by the events in your history and past, the issue then is that you can't look back with, with, a, with a deliberate and an aware you know, eye. You can't do that because you're blinded by the resentment. Yeah. And the same thing with the comfort if you're compliant, you're just drifting. Yeah. And it's like, well, this was the best way my parents did it. So I might as well copy yeah, and paste. Do the same and the thing. issue is that you can't deliberately ask the right questions yeah. because you're too comfortable. Yeah. You're too set. in this is the right way without asking, well, who is this child? Yeah. You know, well, well, who am I? Like for real, you mm-hmm. know, beyond just one of the things that I appreciate is you said, well, you were raised um, where you, there was a point in your schooling where you had an opportunity to learn, to go into arts or music yeah. or accounting. Yes. And oh, this is like the dad. strength of your parents it, came in and said, yeah. you will do accounting. <laughs> and that was like, <laughs> what's that? What's that? Shut down. <laughs> oh, and I, odd. and I love them. I love them for <laughs> it because, you know, <laughs> you know, you got like the dream job and you know, you're supporting our whole family right now. Thanks. Um, but, <laughs> but I think, I think what's fascinating is <laughs> that, when you when you fast forward the story, you know um, you're now you, you're now uh, a, a homeowner and you have this blank canvas, and I see the artistic capabilities of you just come out. Mm. You know, I give you a camera and the photography and and this creative end, this creative edge of yourself mm-hmm. starts to come out. And the truth is that if you only mapped yourself according to your parents, you would have never been able to explore the totality, like all the dimensions of who you are and what you're capable of, Mm -hmm. you know? So, so that's just a great example of just like not holding on to the compliance. And of course we don't want to hold on to the resentment of our hurt either. uh, Because what we need to do is like you said, we need to scan. We need to look back. The whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. We need to pick out the pieces that aren't working. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, pick out the pieces that are really good values and principles and pillars that that we want to continue, you know, to to carry in our hearts because yeah. you know it's 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 the right thing. But then we have to be clear, calm, um, and aware enough to be able to say, well, you know what, this one edge, this one piece, mm-hmm. isn't the totality of who I am. Yeah, you know what they said. It's not completely true. I'm not dumb. Mm. I'm not ugly. I'm not yeah. I'm not broken. I'm not a waste of time. Yeah. And it's like we have to be honest with ourselves enough to take that out and to be able to move forward and defy that history. Yeah. Mm, that's very good. So so one of the last things you mentioned, um, which is kind of, you know, I, I feel the biggest part, which is how well, what do we use now? What's the measuring stick that we use to figure out who we are? Mm-hmm. If we're not our parents, then then what's next? Yeah. You know? Um, 
Well, I just want to, what you mentioned what, what was this issue of we have to know where our grace comes from, you yeah. know? Uh, we we have to go to a higher source and say, well, God, who am I? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and for a lot of us, it's it's just as easy as doing that. Um, uh, there's real quick, actually, yeah. I'll edit this, but there's a scripture, Romans twelve. Yeah, verse two. Verse two. <gasps> yes. Do not conform to the patterns <gasps> of this world. But Dude. be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Did you that, have that one written down? Yes, I did. Oh my gosh. Was that the same scripture you were going to That's exactly the same scripture. <laughs> Yo, I think you should marry me, girl. <laughs> I'm wow. already married to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so what's what's your sense of that? Yeah, by the renewing of your mind. So that's be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You are not your parents, right? And and like you said, it's it's it, to say what you are not is one step, but that's not a complete thing. Because you tell me I'm not this, but what am I, right? Um. So so for me, how I see it is that it is a journey of discovery, right? But I think the key thing here, and the reason that I love this scripture, is that there's a sense that you are being transformed by your mind being renewed. So the example you gave was maybe for some of us, our parents would have said, you are useless, you would have never become anything. So the renewal there is that you begin to become renewed in your mind so you can see that no, but you are valuable. You are significant. You matter, right? And it's like the minute the renewal happens, then other aspects of our lives begin to change. You know, because something that negative is like, there's a plant, but it's been denied the sun. So it starts to just wither. But the process of renewal for me is almost like the blinds are being opened and the sun is being let in. And all of a sudden, life starts to come, you know, for, to the plant in the entire room. So when life enters my heart, then guess what? My marriage changes. My kids change. There's like a sense of fresh air that starts to enter the entire um, landscape of my life because my mind, it's like the things that the weights upon my mind, those begin to fall, right? And life just, and I mean, and I think that's the thing, right? How do, how do I parent, right? How I parent is transformation, self-transformation is the very thing that transforms my kids. Right. Self-trans, me transforming is the thing that's going to help my kids transform, Right, because sometimes it's easy to kind of like go after what the what our kids do, but without realizing that wait, no, how my kids get a chance to change is I change, mm-hmm. right? So when my mind gets renewed, when I let go of you know the things that were bad, and the things that you know were, were good, but actually in some cases I still need to let go of them. I let go of them, and then I say, well, okay, God, so I'm standing in this place. So give me resource. What kind of parent do I need to be to, for, for these boys? Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and, and I believe that God will do that because at the end of the day, he is invested in our lives. Yeah. And I've seen that where sometimes I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm like stuck. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I'm frustrated. You know, I've never had to teach, you know, a four-year-old how to read. It's tough. But he's my son. I, need, I literally, and that's my thing where I'm like, I need patience that's like one of my big things right where i'm like i need patience of the next level mm-hmm. you know because i think it's with me growing up and even just like be you know with my parents like i wouldn't necessarily have, would have just always described them as 
Actually, I suppose probably more my dad. I wouldn't have necessarily described him as the most patient of persons. But I feel like that's actually the aspect of his personality that somehow has like rubbed off on me. So one of the things that I realize that I need to... And I met my dad. There's many other positive things. You know, in case my dad is listening. Mr. Mark No, but I mean, for real, though, there's, other, there's many other positive things that I would have, sure. you know, uh, learned from my dad. But in any case, one of the things that I know that I need more capacity in is literally the thing of patience. Because I look at my, my, my kids and I'm like, I know I want a measure of patience so that I can suffer through things, if that's what it means, without, you know, uh, getting too short with them um, or whatever, but to just have the patience to suffer through certain things, um, you know, to help them become whatever it is that they need to become. So for me, that's like one of the aspects where I've had to call upon grace. I'm like, God, you have to give me more patience (laughs) because he's not focusing, he's playing, I'm trying, you know what I mean? And, you know, you find yourself in those moments and that's when life is happening, right? When it's those moments where you are oppressed and the question is, are you going to be short lose your patience or are you going to be, ex- you know, be able to extend mm. grace? And I've prayed and I've seen like improvements. So I'm like, wow, okay. You know, it's, it's not perfect, but I feel like I have a bit more capacity to just suffer through this lack of focus and yeah. play. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, those are like the things where, and sometimes these are things that, um, and awareness, right, is a thing because I think, And that's something that is just so important to pray for because we're talking about scanning, right? You spoke about that. Scan your life, see where you are broken. But sometimes you literally have like no idea that you're you're broken. And for healing, for that transformation to happen, it's actually pretty crucial to be aware of, so what is the problem, Mm -hmm. right? So in this case, I'm talking about like, you know, feeling like I can be more patient. That realization itself is actually the start of transformation. Yeah. Definitely. Where I can say, oh, wow, wait. You know, I mean, I'm not like to- totally impatient. But what it is that I actually realize that I can use more patience. Yeah. Because I'm dealing with boys that have such high energy that perhaps my measure of patience would have been fine had the child been this energetic. But right now, I these are my kids. is what I'm called to. So guess where which area I need to stretch in? It's the patience. Um, but that realization yeah. of this is broken is so crucial Definitely. to beginning, right? Definitely. On the process of letting yeah. go of the past and stepping hopefully into a future that's yeah. better. Right? So, you know, the thing about um, that scripture, Romans 12, uh, 2, the first part really impacted you. The second part is what really impacts me, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so what you just talked about was do not conform to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm-hmm. So this transformation of your mind. Yeah. So the the next step is what really captures me. Mm. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his oh. good, pleasing and perfect, perfect will. So the so the thing for me is what I realized the the image of a of a mature human being is a person that can go to God and say I don't get this. You know, or I'm stuck here. Yeah. Or or I don't have resources for this. Mm. And then actually be able to receive from God in a way that you're able to see that he's good, pleasing, and perfect. You know, so it's the person that's able to push and be corrected, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and when you're able to journey 
and walk with God, you know, and, and, and him say, well, you know what, you've always been an artist. And, and even though that comes from nothing, it's like, well, I had no idea mm-hmm. that I was an artist, but because you say it, I see that it is perfect, mm-hmm. you know, because you say it, I see that it's pleasing and I, and I can align with it, you know? So, so the issue for me is that, is that becoming mature is this thing of being able to stand on your own, you know, and, and to walk on your own with God, mm-hmm. right? Where he can deal with you and you can deal with him. Mm-hmm. He could push you and you could push, mm-hmm. you know? So this give and take, this relationship, this engaging, um, and, and the thing that also allows you to continue to see your perspective of, of your life, your perspective of your kids, of God, um, growing into a place of being good, pleasing and perfect Mm. you know so so that's that's the key thing that i realized that you know when you start scanning and you start saying god help me with these things god i don't get these things Mm. you know and he can and your heart can be um uh uh, malleable enough Mm -hmm. so that he can say i want you to change your issue is patience and you Mm -hmm. can say yes it is patience. Help me. Hmm. I'm going to live life. I'm going to be in the middle of the chaos and I'm going to pray to you. Yeah. You know, um, and that's, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way it should be. Yeah. And I think also on the other hand, like also how I'm hearing it is the renewing of your mind so that you can test and see like what is good. Right. Right. I think it almost further feeds into the process. Right. Because my mind is being renewed and all of a sudden I scan the things that are inside of me. You know, some of the things that I would have cared from how I was parented. And I begin to say, well, hmm, let's look at this. Is this good? Is this pleasing? Is this relevant for the present and the future that God is trying to build instead of my life and my kids? Right. So it's almost like you are my, now you also gain a capacity to, with wisdom, begin to also measure things and see if they meet the standard mm-hmm. of where God has said, well, this is the standard for you. Yeah. That your parents, the standard for your parents was different, but this is a standard for you. And this is what I'm trying to build. So I feel like it's a process that as you begin it, it kind of like further empowers you to to continue it and to keep scanning and scanning, right? right? Until you stand in a place that's much stronger and until you stand in a place that's truly defined by God. And yes, right. for sure, where certain aspect of the history, you know, but it's again, it's the right aspects. Right. You know, the values. Right. You know, that now begin to water your present because, you know, Correct. You know what I mean? Correct. So I think so. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Especially if you do it this way. There's no other option than to keep going from stage to stage, you know, from getting bigger and better. Because I think I love that even inside of the sovereignty of of what God puts his finger on. It's like, look, I'm gonna have you just deal with patience today. You have a you have an issue with enabling and it's bigger than you can handle now. But if you deal with patience, yeah. I'm gonna build you to a play, place where you can deal with your other stuff, the other bigger yeah. giants, you know, in your history that's weighing you down. So step to step, stage yeah, to stage. Step I get that. Yeah, I think that's good, right? Because I think the truth is if we're talking about scanning. So if I were to say, okay, let me scan my life and let me write a list of things that need to be fixed. Oh, Lord. Right? Oh, Don't gosh. Do it. All right. Oh, Don't great. do it. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Item 20. Um, and so the idea is not, and I mean, that's fine. I mean, you could write it all down and you realize that there's 20 items. But I think the idea here is not now to 
like drown yourself and condemn yourself and just think, oh my goodness, I'm such a terrible parent. So the thing that's key from what you are saying is that, yeah, there's 20 things, but there is a journey. There's a technology. It's so important to just say, well, out of the 20, well, okay, so which one needs to be addressed? Correct. Right, and just address that. And the thing is that our lives and who we are is so interconnected that the minute I just address, like you're saying, I address patience, all of a sudden, some other issues that may have in my mind not have been related to patience, all of a sudden, because now I'm more patient, certain things just fall off and they're no longer issues. Yeah. So the list of 20, even though I was dealing with the one, has reduced to 15. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's so important that in doing the exercise, you know, you don't now arrive at a place where you just feel like, oh my gosh, I'm the worst parent ever. Yeah. You know, because my parents ruined me. So look at me, I'm ruining my kids. Right. You know, that's not what it is. I think this really is a process of you are not your parents and there's redemption. Yes. There's grace available Mm -hmm. for you to change and for you to become better. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then there's steps. Yes. And it's okay. It's not going, some of these things are not all going to be dealt with today. But as long as we engage in that process, Correct. right, we will right. get there. Yeah. So uh, look. So what we've done in this in this um, conversation is, as we started off with defying history, you are not your parents, mm-hmm. right? Um, and the thing that we acknowledge is you can't start that without having compassion for the individuals. Yeah. You know that that were your parents, and we have to have that for them as much as we need to have it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then we really address the issue of resentment and comfort yeah. and, and identifying the fact that we have to get rid of that because the next thing we need to do is begin to scan. Yeah. And inside of this scanning, we need to start to go back to God to say, God, help me and, and lead me and give me the steps on how I actually grow and mature. Yeah. You know, um, because- And in the scanning, sorry, it's, well, make me aware of the things inside of me that are broken. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes we're just so oblivious, you know what I mean? of course. So let me scan and let let me see, like, where where am I broken and actually has something to do with my past, my parents, how I was parented. Like, let me see these things. Because that is such an an important part, um, or it's the beginning stage of transformation, the the awareness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, So let's do that. Let's continue to... Engage a deliberate process that isn't tied to history mm-hmm. anymore, right? But that's tied to um, an, an image that God has in his mind of who we are. Yeah. Um, and as we engage that, the key thing that we're doing is defying history. So we're defying these things and we're acknowledging the fact that we're not our parents. We are the thing that will redeem them and we're the thing that will de- redeem our kids as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so so let's continue to engage that. Yeah, and then I think to complete that is that our kids are not us. Right. So in the same vein, we also have to continue to seek wisdom. Yeah. To say, uh, how, them, what do they, they need, need from yeah. me? Because sometimes your transformation, you know, of course our transformation has something to do with us, but your transformation, is that a hand to, to I'm shut to, it down? No, no. <laughs> Anyway, so your transformation is also the thing that allows them to step into yeah. whatever it is, the shape, the call, whatever it is that God, you know, has for them for as them. well. Right. All right. Cool. You can do your hand thing now. All right. I'm doing the hand thing. <laughs> I'm doing like the choir stop. <laughs> All right.
So, I mean, we're definitely having a lot of fun having these conversations and we hope that these conversations are really useful to you. Um, so please go to defyself.com and please leave us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you, hear your thoughts, um, shoot us some questions because when we receive your questions and your thoughts, that's going to help to keep the conversation going and we definitely appreciate that. 